Hello everybody and welcome to the Bodied Monologues episode 2. I almost forgot the name of the show, uh, but got it right there in the end. Sorry if you can hear any scratching around in the background. This is my dog. Brought my dog to the studio today. Doing it a little bit more often now. I'm doing, I got like mix, I got a lot of mix work, right? I'm mixing our record, which is as gratifying as it is like mind numbing. Spending a lot of time in one room by yourself, so that's why I started bringing the dog. And it's a tightrope to walk, you know? At points she's great, and at other points she's an absolute fucking nightmare. But that's the game you play when you get a puppy, you know? I've still been doing my sort of like monk-like duties, you know, just waking up every morning and walking her, which is has been really nice, you know? I say monk-like because they always do that, right? They take like, uh, the whole lesson is to be like super happy with like cleaning your room or something (laughs) not like super happy but like feel the gratification of cleaning your room i think i said before we were doing like the thirty thousand megabucks like video i was comparing it to that because i just had this this like thought like this like little string of thought where i was just like there's there's only one way you could get a bunch of people to really enjoy cleaning their room and that's like also indoctrinating them into the idea that they can't masturbate like i think that's the only way like uh hey you know you should just have fun cleaning your room it's like well i I mean i could do that or you know (laughs) so if you teach them that uh masturbation ain't great then after at least because isn't it like didn't leonard cohen go up and try and be a monk and he did it for ages right was it like a year or something it's like takes a long while uh, so after that amount of time, you just forget, do you know what I mean? And then you're just like, maybe cleaning my room is the vibe, you know? Maybe it is that. I remember reading a, uh, so, uh, one of my favourite Leonard Cohen, oh, well, I say one of my favourite Leonard Cohen poems, like I'm this kind of like multifaceted like poetry reader, but I just got, when we were at Green Man in 2019, there was a little bookshop, and I got uh this leonard cohen book of poems i did read it all which i was pretty happy with and i did the little foldy on the corner for all the poems i liked but i can't say that like i'm this like i'm not really like a book reader like well i try like i think every like six months i get this thing where it's like i need to be i need to adhere to the classical kind of like inspired artist thing where i like need to read a book or i need to seek out inspiration do you know what i mean and so I do it and then but I just always get really bored I think I choose the wrong books as well because I always think like I've got to stay up to, I've always I've got this perception that I need to be like I need to be ready right just in case any sort of conversation comes up about like I don't know like economics or socialism or something like that so I just like re I try and read like books about Marx or books about the economy I tried reading this huge book by a guy called Thomas Piketty I've tried reading it like five times. I don't know why I keep going back for it, but it's like it's like I'm I'm sure it's like a book that people who are studying economics read. Do you know what I mean? But like, like masters students, like th- at least third year, and I keep trying to go in, and there's fucking equations in it and stuff, and I keep entertaining the idea that I'm actually like an intelligent kind of guy in that regard. You know what I mean? Other ways, sure, yeah. You know, you want to you, you want a good sweet potato chili cooking i'm very smart i can do that but fucking economics no 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 i'd rather be the guy that pretends he knows stuff and just kind of like walks the conversation and until the point where it gets too much and then just be the guy who goes like ah you know what do i know
I'd rather admit that I don't know anything, do you know what I mean? But after I've claimed that I know everything. That's the only way it works. <laughs> um, so what was I saying? Not good at reading books. The Leonard Cohen thing, yeah. This, it's kind of the same thing, really. I just kind of, I read all that because it was nice, but I just never really choose the right books for me. And I went through a period. I think like the only time I really like avidly was like, man, I can't put this down when I was reading like 1984 and like George Orwell and stuff. So maybe I should just go back to like sci-fi. But then like no sci-fi really grabs me. I don't know in the way it's really weird. Like, I guess like the only form of literature, like I really into is like this really dark corner of like socially aware sci-fi. But I suppose like a lot of sci-fi is probably that. Yeah, I just have like fucking loads of I just I just get like towed off course way too easy with books because it's not like a film where you can just watch it in 2 hours and it's just like okay on to the next one. Well, I guess you could if you really fucking pounded it, but as as well like I just maintaining my focus on reading. I'm just like really bad at focusing on stuff. Um so I'll be like uh, like I think I got like halfway through Neil Young's biography when I was like, I want to read a book about Marx, and then just started another book. Stupid. I should just finish the one about Neil Young, because it was really good. I was really enjoying it. But it's just like, all of a sudden, something happens. Like, the election comes up, and I have this conversation where I get, like, stumped by this, like, by by my stepdad, Gaddy, when he's talking about, like, conservative theory and all that. And then, um, not that he talks much about conservative theory. Sorry, Gat. But uh, I'm like, oh yeah, maybe I should fucking read a book about Marx. And then I get halfway through the Mar- the Marx fucking book, which is, I also have a great time doing. And I feel super smart. And I feel like I'm realizing stuff about myself and about society and all that shit. It's, you know, really enlightening stuff. Like I feel great. I feel really good. But then either I just stop because I just got stuff going on or I don't know. I should, yeah, maybe I should stop. I've been telling myself for the past couple of days when I've been coming to the studio, I should definitely stop, whilst I'm bouncing stuff down, stop watching, like, full boxing matches on YouTube and maybe just maybe just read a bit of a book. Because uh, I think the gratification, perhaps, from seeing somebody get knocked out and from educating yourself about, you know, social theory is probably the same roundabout. I've been watching a lot of boxing recently. But, like, reruns of, like, old fights it makes me feel really old makes me feel like my dad do you know what i mean like studying like old fights yeah like man that, that round five fury versus that guy what was his name wilder yeah yeah watched both of them first one and the rematch don't know couldn't tell you why i like it couldn't tell you why i like watching it i suppose there's a lot of uh it's a good sport because it's just one-on-one and i was never really a sport guy like football i don't watch i don't really follow uh, I feel like this episode of the podcast is me just telling you stuff I'm not into. Like, I just go, uh, yeah, I'm not into reading. <laughs> I'm not into football. Uh, but boxing is kind of cool because it's like one-on-one. And I do like the fucking UFC, you know, that MMA vibe. It. Again, one-on-one. And it's really tactical, you know? There's a lot at play. And there's a lot at stake as well. It's your own health at stake. Um, you know, because guy fucking breaks his leg in fucking football or something. It's like, oh, damn, sad. everyone's going crazy. But that shit happens every day in MMA. There was a fucking edge showing me this video. It made me want to fucking, fucking blow chunks. <laughs> uh, it was fucking this guy in the UFC who, like, <laughs> threw the poor guy. I mean, like, he's really given it some, but, like, threw the hardest kick he could. And the kick just fucking, like, hit this guy. And his shin just snapped in two. Just snapped in half. You know, um, not good. I follow a similar thing. Like I don't, again, like I don't know why I do it. I follow like Hall of Meat on Instagram, 
which is uh for those who don't know it's like a uh like a skater page just dedicated to people like falling off or fucking hurting themselves grotesque really uh evil you could say and i still follow the fucking page but i just i what i do is i just i see that it's i see the posters from hall of me and then i just like frantically scroll past it fucking stupid like why didn't i just unfollow that again it's like the the thrill of the chase do you know what i mean something to keep me a little bit excited when you're just like down in the down in the dirt just scrolling through instagram yeah 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 but i can't remember what i was beginning to say uh me and carlotta went to devon uh on the weekend which was really cool uh it was her birthday uh which is nice 28 the big 28 she's two years older than me i'm turning 26 in july which is i don't know i feel like i'm already an old guy inside so it kind of feels like i'm just catching up it feels good do you know what i mean it feels like i'm finally getting to where i need to be like when i was like 19 and it was like half past 10 and i was like okay that's it now everybody go to bed i want to go to bed okay i want to have my supper <laughs> uh everyone thought it was weird but now catching up you know uh one beer and home kind of vibes that's me 26 god knows how i'm gonna be when i'm fucking in my mid 40s um but devon was really cool we stayed in a place called tinmouth which was uh yeah you know tinmouth was like maybe a five out of ten a strong five though a lot a lot going on in that five um we went to went to this pub which was nice because, like, Wales... I know Wales you can do indoors now. So I guess but the first time we did pub was in Tynmouth, which is really nice. Met a very nice guy called Greg. Greg definitely isn't going to be listening to this because he doesn't know what I do. It, like, even if he did knew what I do, he wouldn't assume that I have a podcast. Um, and he also wouldn't assume that it's a success. So... If Greg ever retrospectively comes back to this, Greg, you're a good guy. He's a really good guy. Uh, older guy. We took the dog in the pub, and he really liked the dog. It was it was quite sad, old Greg, because he'd lost his dog recently, and he's also pretty ill, so he lost some vision in his right eye. Um, doesn't sound like it was all looking up for Greg, but he was a really good guy, and him and his wife were trying to get out to Crete. Uh, in I think it was in August. I didn't want to break it to him. Probably not going to happen, Greg. But we'll see. I really hope it comes through for you, you know? Uh, he was a teacher as well. Teachers, man, you know? Like, you can just tell, like, if somebody's, like, so honestly, like, deeply nice. It's just, like, you either must be a teacher or a nurse. Like, either either one or the other. Because, uh, like, doctors are, like, doctors, like, want to help people, but they also get a good pay packet. Do you know what I mean? So it's kind of, like kind of gets wrapped up in that and i feel like uh I've, you know this is me speaking as somebody with no medical qualifications whatsoever making assumptions about people who save lives but you know like there's a lot of money involved nurses they get ship pay but they turn up every day just to do it good people do you know what i mean i complain if i gotta be in the studio fucking six days a week mixing my own stupid record that you know in the grand scheme of things won't mean anything those people out there saving lives for no money um, just for absolute clarity, I'm not uh, at any point insinuating that they should stay on low money. Uh, definitely think they should get shit tons of money. They should get more money than me. They should get more money than a lot of people. But that's just the way, isn't it? Back to the marks thing, right? Oh, full circle. Um, 
but yeah, him and his oh yeah, his 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 wife, his lovely wife as well. I didn't catch her name. It was a very it was a short conversation. Um, they were talking about the dog and stuff. I just find like I love being in these situations with people in like pubs and stuff. Me and Carlotta tend to get into these situations quite a lot where you have conversations with the people on the table next to you and you just let it run. Like you just kind of like, if people really want to talk, you can kind of get a vibe that people really want to talk. So if you just like fucking leave it, like you just don't say anything, you just let it run. And uh, his wife was just like, she started real slow. Like she started really like, she was like getting into the spiritual level of the fact that their dog had died. She started, she kept it real low. She started real like, yeah, you know, she's in a better place. You know, that was like step one, like introducing it to the conversation. Uh, me and Carl like kind of like snapped a look at each other like, yeah, okay, this is going to be fun. Here we go. Entertainment for the night. It is better than television. Do you know what I mean? In a sick and twisted way. Um, started there and then we were like, yeah, you know, doggy heaven. You know, just like joking. Of course, the dog is just in the ground, just like fucking so dead, just like worm food, you know? But the dog just died, so I can't say that to them. Old Greg, fucking, Greg's losing his vision. God, bl- God bless the guy. And his dog died. Man, sad. Anyway, she was like, she's in a better place. And so the conversation kind of went on. And then she was like, and we found, you won't believe it. Like, she's saying you won't believe it, like, now, because she said she's in a better place and we've agreed, sarcastically or not, she now thinks that we are also freaky spiritual people. So she's like, you wouldn't believe it. We also found a white feather on the sofa. And I was like, cool. I don't know what that means. So, But I didn't say that because otherwise it would insinuate that I am indeed not like I was like trying to camouflage myself as one of those spiritual people do you know what I mean I think Carlotte was trying to do the same again for better or for worse just to try and egg on the situation do you know what I mean just to see what we can get out of these people get really deep down into it do you know what I mean just let them feel comfortable open up you know and uh because it's entertaining just want to (laughs) be perfectly clear because it's entertaining for me um and turns out i don't know turns out white feather means i can't even remember maybe somebody the more some of the more spiritual folks in the audience might have to help me out it's uh it means that the person who person or dog or any living thing that has just passed is not happy apparently is not happy um so she was like yeah you know she was just having a hard time. She couldn't accept her death, is what she said. And I was like, oh, okay. So that's, so a white feather means that. Um, which, in the grand scheme of things, if you believe in that sort of thing, and you believe, you surely you believe in ghosts as well, right? Like, yeah? And, oh, you don't choose to be a ghost, though. I was going to say, like, if you're not happy with your death, just come back and haunt, 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 haunt haunt just haunt until the day is dark you know uh but i suppose you don't but this is the thing you don't choose to be a ghost because the ghost thing is like unfinished business right if you've got something unfinished which makes no sense because you're always going to have something unfinished <laughs> there's always you're always going to have something that you didn't do do you know what i mean you forgot you didn't 
because the world just goes on. So it's not like everyone like coming back as a ghost just to mow their lawn and then passing, moving on. Um, but anyway, she was, yeah, so she was, yeah, so if, if, see, even I'm confused. Like, what is, what are the rules? Do you know what I mean? It's such an open thing that there are no rules. There are no rules. But I suppose that's the fun of it, right? But it's like watching Lord of the Rings. It's like you can do that and then you can just appreciate that it's not real also. Just have... That's why people love watching like all the Lord of the Rings in a row or something. It's a similar thing. But after that is finished, you switch it off. Orcs don't exist, you know? What I don't get, if the dog wasn't happy she leaves a white feather also dogs or people <laughs> if they're not happy not finished not happy they come back as ghosts but this time it's a feather not a not a ghost anyway me and Carla oh wow yeah crazy just yeah not into nobody's into dying well some people are into dying I guess you get to that point I think my nan my grandmother was at that point she was kind of just like, just take me, you know, it's time. Which I really hope I get to that point. I don't want to be those like, I, I have so much to give, you know. I don't want to be one of those. I want to be like, let's go. I want to be like, I want to be like I am when I invite people around my house for dinner at around about 10, 10.30. That's what I want to be like. Like, okay, it's time to go now. That's what I want to be like. Um, then the whole thing continued. They fucking came back the next day. Came back. They're just living their lives. The next day, they found two white feathers. And I was like, in my head, I was like, you definitely have a feather pillow somewhere. Greg's sitting on it. And it does the thing where it's like pushing the feathers out. And then somebody's coming around fluffing up the pillows and you definitely have, you definitely have feather pillows and there's just like little white feathers in them. Or you have something with feathers in it. Do you know what I mean? Then she was saying, yeah, okay. So she, de so that was like confirmation. So she was like, oh, she's definitely not happy with the fact that she's passed. And what was astounding to me is that she then said, then we stopped finding the feathers. There were no more feathers. So to any other person, that would be like, okay, cool. It was an anomaly, right? So you haven't been, if, if, if it kept going, like if it kept happening, I would be like, fuck, that dog isn't happy. But she said, because we stopped finding them, she had accepted her death, which is pretty cool because you can just make it up, which is pretty exciting. Um, but these things happen all the time. We've got a lot of moths at the moment in the studio. Uh, it's pretty weird. There's like a lot, a lot, a lot of moths. Um, almost like a biblical amount, like scarabs kind of vibe. But I'm not attributing it to the fact that some guy used to live here and died and is not happy about his passing. Do you know what I mean? Because you could just make it up. I could just say, ah, moth, moths. That's because the, the, the person who passed in this relative area died eating a sandwich. 
that's moths. <laughs> um, but yeah, it is quite. It is actually quite spooky the amount of moths we've got, and I've been hoovering them up. Oh, it's making me shiver just thinking about it. I know moths are harmless, but when it's a lot of moths, it's just very spooky. You don't want to have to deal with that. Do you know what I mean? And they're all up in the corridor, and I come in like when I'm mixing and stuff. There'll be one that just flies past me. It's just making me shiver already. Yeah, one moth I can deal with. Even then, quite spooky, crawly exoskeleton, Ugh. dirty butterflies. Do you know what I mean? Butterf- yeah, butterflies don't fucking invade your private space. I think that's why butterflies are cool. Like, butterflies don't show up in your home <laughs> and then fly past you, like, uh, like when you're just fucking relaxing. When you just, the last moment you think a moth is going to fly past, past your face. Do you know what I mean? Butterflies are just strictly outside. They keep themselves to themselves. And if they do land on your hand, it's because you definitely want it. And by God, is it beautiful. Moth lands on your hand. Fuck. You fucking street butterfly. Get off. Um, so yeah, a lot of like increased moth activity. I think that's come to the end. That's everything that's going on with me. I hope all you guys are doing well. Uh, considering the circumstances. Stuff looks like it's going to open up again real soon. The Pfizer looks like it works on that Indian variant. So, I mean, I'll be fine. And I hope... Oh, no, it said the AstraZeneca did as well. So it looks like we're all good. So hopefully stuff will continue to open up. I hope everybody's keeping well. I hope everybody's rocking out. It's goodbye from me and Norma. Norma, do you want to say anything? No. See you later. Rock on, everybody. Uh, Bye-bye.